Welcome back to the Sage Post 47 podcast. This is your host, Sierra Ty Brownlee, and today I am joined by class of 2007 Pomona alumni, Annie Schneeberger, and senior product manager at Guideline. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Annie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. And now to jump right in, I want to ask if you could maybe talk a little bit about your Pomona experience and maybe what you studied and some of the activities that you were involved with. Sure. Um, I majored in biology. I think when I first got to Pomona, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I Mm -hmm. knew that I had a strong uh, sort of foundation in sciences. My parents were both uh, biology teachers at Mm -hmm. universities, and so it was just kind of ingrained in me. I also was interested in pre-med, so was thinking about all of the classes that are required to um, meet that track, and that's kind of how I got into biology as my major. It just kind of made sense to to go that route. Mm -hmm. Um, The other things I was involved in when I was there uh, were mainly the annual events committee. So my junior and senior year, I, I volunteered on that and chaired it my senior year and, and organized things like Harwood Halloween and Smiley 80s, if, if those parties even still exist today. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, and you mentioned that you weren't completely sure going into Pomona what you wanted to study, um, but then how did you end up deciding on biology? Yeah, it's a good question. I think when you're pre-med like I said before there's just so many required classes that you need to to meet that sort of track everyone always says that you can major in other things besides biology or chemistry but Mm -hmm. for me it just kind of felt daunting to try to have all those lab classes as well as complete the requirements for another major like econ or math or whatever that might look like so I think it was really kind of a matter of I don't know if it was laziness, we'll say, or <laughs> what, but it felt like biology was kind of the easy choice there uh, to to pursue uh, if I wanted to have a, a medical career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as you were nearing graduation, um, did you know what you wanted to pursue career-wise? I had no idea. <laughs> when I graduated, I had no job, um, no job prospects. I had kind of, you know, gone to some of those career fairs that Pomona put on and uh, Mm -hmm. visited with people at booths, but I really just did not know what was going to be next for me. So I I spent that summer after graduation working odd part-time jobs um, Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what came next. And, And part of what I, how I figured that out was my work on the annual events committee at Pomona. At one point, my advisor had said, well, have you ever thought about doing something like this for a living? And that was the first time I thought like, oh, I guess you could work at a college or a university and maybe, you know, help students in the student activities realm or something sort of outside of the the academic piece of it. So that sort of sparked some some things for me that that took my career path in that direction. And then once you kind of had that spark, what was your next move and maybe your career since graduation? My next move was, like I said, I spent that summer working odd jobs, trying to 
apply to admissions jobs at colleges and universities, but I didn't really have any success. And so what I ended up doing was the the following fall after graduation, I uh, ended up signing up for some grad level classes at Iowa State University, which is uh, where I'm from. It's my hometown. Mm-hmm. And, and that helped me think about whether I wanted to go back to school and actually enroll in a, a graduate program for working in higher education. Um, what's sort of funny about it is that I almost signed up for a bunch of food science classes instead because I've yeah. always loved food and cooking and I thought I might be able to combine that passion with my undergraduate degree in biology, mm-hmm. but I, I'm glad I didn't go that way because I really ended up loving the, the classes that I took on higher education policy and leadership studies. And so that all led me to actually apply to grad school. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to Harvard Grad School of Education, and then from there I went on to actually do work in student activities at Kenyon Mm -hmm. College, which is, you know, a small liberal arts school that's a lot like Pomona. Um, So it was an interesting sort of time for me, and I was lucky enough to be able to take that summer and fall to explore my options. But I just, yeah, I absolutely had no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated. (laughs) Well, I think that listeners will find comfort in your story in case they are a bit unsure of what they want to do. Um, And then, since you are currently not still in higher education, could you talk about your decision to leave and why you made that decision? Sure. After my time at Kenyon College, I had sort of outgrown that role and wasn't finding a lot of other opportunities to transition into there. So, I started looking further afield at other colleges and universities, and I ended up getting a job at the Alumni Association at Stanford, so sort of transitioned from the student side to a little more of the alumni uh, side where I planned reunions for recent graduates, uh, but then also did a lot of student programming there to kind of... Mm -hmm. um, and engage the classes at Stanford so that they would be engaged alumni when they graduated. And then from there, I sort of made another um, bit of a lateral move, I would say, over to the Career Center at Stanford, where I actually uh, managed the student alumni mentoring program there. Um, So that that was fun for a while, but I just kind of started to feel like I was running into a wall with higher education where I couldn't really advance my career like I wanted. I wasn't able to sort of get to that next level. And I started to get a bit bored with the, you know, the, the challenges that I had in front of me in my current role. So that's when I really started to explore other career paths. Um, I live in the San Francisco Bay area. So it's Mm -hmm. very tech heavy, very startup heavy. And I had no idea what that (laughs) Uh, life in that world was like. Um, so I started just chatting with my friends who who worked in different business roles and also had them connect me to people that they knew too and to just try to learn about some of the business roles that I had never really truly understood before. And so that led me to kind of promote myself as a, a project manager rather than my official uh, career center title, which was something like assistant director of um, 
uh, alumni student engagement or something, you know, something yeah. that doesn't really make sense or probably resonate with a lot of businesses outside of higher education. So, mm-hmm. you know, setting my title on things like LinkedIn or AngelList as project manager, I think helped me get noticed and get a, a conversation going with a company called Guideline, which I'm still yeah. at now. So I was able to convince them to to hire me into a role that was totally different from what I was doing, but you know that I could have enough transferable skills that I would be successful. And then from there, I was able to grow within that company to get promoted to product manager and now senior product manager. So it's really great to be at a, a smaller company where there's room to advance your career and just continue growing and learning. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be really interesting to hear about um, maybe how you were able to talk about your work in higher education and apply that to how you could um, bring value to guideline and what that looked like when you were going through like the interview process or maybe just the onboarding process. Yeah, I think I talked a lot about um, people management. So when I was in... Uh, alumni relations, it was a lot about volunteer management of alumni. And then even with students, it was about sort of managing students not in a a formal position. And, and, you know, students weren't getting paid for volunteering to work on the alumni mentoring program and that sort of thing. So it was really about how do you motivate people to accomplish something when it's totally optional for them. so I think that played a big piece because what I have to do now is a lot of relationship and people management. And I think the other thing was I came in and I was pretty honest with uh, the the co-founder who was interviewing me. I said, hey, if you're looking for somebody who knows tech and who has a background <laughs> in finance, like, you know, that's not me. Uh, that's not why you reached out to me in the first place. Yeah. But if you're looking for somebody who uh, is a critical thinker, can learn really fast and is highly motivated to do good work, then I'm your gal and I will step in and like do all of those things for you and more. Uh, and so I think Pomona really teaches you a lot of that, the, the critical thinking and um, just being able to be really thoughtful about how you solve problems and, and how you tackle things. Yeah. Wow. Now, going back to your time at Pomona, were there any professors or particular courses or maybe just experiences that um, stuck out to you and had a large influence on maybe your later decisions? Good question. The ones, it's been so long now, (laughs) but the (laughs) ones that really stick out to me are I I took the microeconomics and macroeconomics classes. I can't mm-hmm. even remember who taught them to be honest with you, but I really loved those classes. I and I don't know that that has necessarily sort of impacted where I am today, but um when I think back on Pomona, those are some of my like fondest uh academic memories of just being really engaged in the content and like wow, this is real world stuff that you know, it has an impact on, on people all over the world and and just Mm -hmm. being really interested in that. Um, I think the other, 
professor who I worked most closely with was Dr. Nina Karnofsky. She was my thesis advisor, and I worked for her for a couple of summers while I was at Pomona, helping her do some of her research and um, getting my thesis research ready. And so I learned a lot there just in terms of like work ethic, uh, had to be really driven to you know, go into the lab every day and, and do my research because she wasn't really like, she didn't necessarily have exhibit a ton of oversight, like where are you nine to five type of thing. Um, but she was always there if I needed help with some of the analysis. Uh, there was a lot of data analysis involved in my thesis. And, and so I think a lot of that has served me well across all of my jobs because you, you always have to have that analytical eye. Um, I think no matter what you're doing of, you know, if I, if I do a, what will the impact be versus if I do B, will it be a bigger impact, especially when you're in product management and it's so important to, to choose the thing that's going to have the biggest impact for your company. Kind of touching upon um, your consideration of going to med school. At what point did you decide that you did not want to go to medical school anymore? <laughs> I think it was my junior year. It was time to sign up for classes. Biochem was the next course on the list of you know, required <laughs> pre-med courses. And I was just done. I was like, I don't need this for my major. I don't want to take this class. I don't want to study for the MCATs. And yeah. at that point, it was like sort of this realization that like, I don't even want to be, I don't even want to do medicine. So, you know, what am I doing? Like taking all these classes that are, are just really hard for me and um, mm. isn't going to be something I enjoy in the long run. So I think that was really the point where um, I kind of decided to lay that career path down and didn't, I like, I still spent the next two years not really knowing what I was going to do next. Um, mm. But it was a good thing to at least have ruled that out um, and not be yeah. pressuring myself to uh, get all these classes done for something that I wasn't going to do anyway. Definitely. Um, and could you talk a little bit more about maybe what the role of a product manager is and what some of your responsibilities are? Absolutely. It's hard to understand what, what some of these roles mean sometimes. And I think it's different at a lot of companies, but I can definitely tell you what it's like for me. Um, mm -hmm. so I am the lead product manager on the growth side of our company. So I work on what they call the top of funnel, which is like the marketing and sales side mainly. Um, and another way of putting that is like getting businesses to find us and then to sign up for our product. So mm -hmm. as a product manager, I tend to do a lot of research with our internal teams, like our sales and marketing teams to figure out what new features could we put on our site um, to help our, our clients or make us more marketable and more attractive to them um, versus our competitors? And I also think about what features or work I could do that would help our internal teams be more efficient at their jobs. So it's mm -hmm. not just like having a great sign up flow on some website that sells your product, but it's also the people behind it who are, you know, helping our customers, you know, figure out what the right um, 
401k plan is for them. And so once I know sort of all of the problems and opportunities that exist out there, or at least a good chunk of them, then I have to determine as the product manager how each one of those might impact our business and and what I need to prioritize to work on first. So that's really the trickiest part, um, doing a lot of qualitative and quantitative data collection um, and also some guesswork to figure out and like how how would a customer you know respond to this so we also yeah. do things like user testing where we build little mock prototypes of our website and we say you know what would you do and if you saw this yeah. what are you thinking right now um so once i decide what the problem is that we want to tackle i get buy-in from those other teams i mentioned like sales and marketing and I work really closely with them, our customers, and a designer to come up with the solution for that. Um, so I define all of the what we call the requirements for getting the solution done. And then I go over and I work with our engineering team to actually build it. And then the final piece of my job is once we release it, really monitoring, um, okay, are there any problems with it that we need to fix right away or... Mm-hmm what was the impact and was it that did we have the intended impact that we want so as a product manager you have a lot of responsibility yeah. you are um, uh, working with a lot of people across the company and when things go wrong like you are the one that needs to to own that um, so it's really fun it's also really challenging yeah it sounds like quite a lot um and do you hope to stay in product management in the future or would you like to transition to a different role? Yeah, I, so most of my other jobs in higher ed, I think the longest I stayed in any of them was about three years, I want to say. And mm-hmm. I've been at Guideline now for three and a half years. Um, and I love it. Like I love product management. Um, I am never bored. Every day is a new, a new challenge. Uh, so for me, I think product management, like I feel like I finally found my fit, something I'm good at, but also something that you know makes me grow and challenges me. So in terms of where I want to take my career in the future, my debate lately has been whether I want to stay on this path that's sort of more the individual contributor path where I am the product manager that's doing all the work and, and, and getting things done uh, on a detailed level, or if I want to go more of the management route and you know work with other product managers to really develop them and, and think about the high-level strategy. And for now, um, I'm super happy with the individual contributor side. I really like doing mm-hmm. the work myself, but I could see that changing you know, sometime down the line as I maybe start to think about like a director or a, a VP role where I could actually lead the other people who are, are doing the work and focus more on the management and the high level strategy. Just not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, what advice would you give to um, students who are interested in, I think either higher education or product management since you have experience in both? Yeah, I would say 
test it out as best you can before you get to the point where you have to take that full-time job and make that decision of, you know, which route you're going to go down first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be really thoughtful about the types of summer internships that you're looking for. Really think about them as like, would I want to do this as a career um, if possible and try to get that experience in that little bite-sized chunk where you're, you're not tied down to an internship. Yeah. It's just for, you know, eight weeks of the summer or whatever it might be. Um, I think that's a really good way to test things out. And then my other piece of advice would be to just reach out to people and talk to them. Um, as, as you know, as I've told you before, like people <laughs> love talking about themselves. So, uh, reaching out via LinkedIn or the Pomona mentoring network. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity there to just find out what people do day to day. Um, I know when I was trying to make the transition into the more business world, I was like, I don't know what operations is. I don't know what customer success is. And so I tried mm-hmm. to find those people that had those job titles and say, okay, what is it that you do day to day and and what do you love and what do you not love about your job and I try to think about like based on their answers would I be interested in a role like that so yeah I think it takes courage to reach out to people and um, it's definitely not easy but you can learn so much from just everything that they're willing to share with you yeah definitely Um, and you touched a little bit on choosing like summer experience as well um and did you have any particular summer experiences that helped you along your way um or that maybe helped you learn like oh i don't want to do this um or possibly like during the school year experiences if you also could have interned or had a job yeah i had an internship. So I think when I decided that I didn't want to be pre-med, I had also thought about pre-dental or uh, going the vet route. So I ended up getting an internship through the uh, Pomona College internship program, PSIP, um, Mm -hmm. if that's still what it's called. And so I worked at a veterinary hospital for a while and it was fun, but it definitely made me realize that I probably didn't want to pursue that as a career. So that Mm -hmm. was a really good way to sort of check that off the list. I think that's just as valuable as trying to figure out what you do like is figuring out those things or those, even those aspects of a job that um, you don't like. So you can look out for them and and try to stay away from them. Mm -hmm. Um, During the school year, I worked in the Office of Annual Giving, and I just helped them with mailings and general office work. But Mm -hmm. I do wonder if, like, maybe that's also what sparked my transition into higher education and (laughs) eventually the alumni side of things. And then uh, the annual events committee definitely was, you know, just like a fun thing that I thought I was doing at Pomona at the time. It's like, okay, let me plan these, like, cool big school events. But it really like opened my mind to thinking about how can I take what I loved about that role and and turn it into a career and it it ended up you know staying within higher education but I think there's other routes that I could have gone in terms of like event planning or just whatever that might have looked like what would you say are 
the aspects that you really enjoy about being a product manager and what were some of the downsides of being in higher education? Uh, For what I love about being a product manager is I get to work with a lot of people across my entire company. Um, Mm -hmm. So I mentioned sales and marketing. I also work with the partnerships team, um, our legal and compliance team. And you just get to learn so much about how they're doing their jobs, how it interacts with what you're trying to do, what's causing them trouble, and how you can help solve that trouble or just make their jobs easier. So for me, like helping people is really fulfilling and it feels like that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm doing as a product manager. And then I also just get to work on a ton of different problems. So I never really get bored, uh, which is very important to me as well. (laughs) I think uh, on the other hand, with higher education, some of the challenges that I ran up against are it moves a lot slower than a startup like guideline. Um, yeah. we, we move really fast and higher education is this big beast that's been around forever. <laughs> so there's a lot of bureaucracy um, and it's, it's hard to maybe like accomplish all of the things that you want to in, in mm-hmm. the time that you were really aiming to do it. Uh, I think you also have to be super, super self-motivated because there's not as much... Um, or at least I didn't experience as much opportunity uh, to sort of grow my role. Whereas at Guideline, you know, I got promoted from project manager to product manager to senior product manager and sort of rewarded for my hard work. Um, In Mm -hmm. higher education, I kind of experienced like, okay, I worked really hard. I exceeded expectations. It's just like, okay, do it again the next year. Um, No, no promotion. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe like a small bonus if you're lucky, but um, after a while you kind of get, I just got a little bit jaded and then, you know, I would see people in their roles, not really putting their, their full force into their job and getting treated sort of exactly the same way as me. So, so for me, I just kind of got a little bit frustrated with that lack of opportunity to advance my career. Um, and it's not to say it's not there in a lot of ways in higher education. That was just my personal experience. Um, but I, and because of that, you know, and sticking in the roles, I just felt like I sort of outgrew them and got, got bored with what I was doing, um, a little bit too soon and decided to move on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, I think that we had better wrap things up and as A final question. Um, I just want to ask if you have any advice or thoughts that you'd like to share um, to possible students listening. And this could be about navigating Pomona, um, deciding on your career, or really anything. Ooh, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would say don't worry too much about what you're going to major in. you know, unless you know exactly what you want to do and it's you want to be a doctor and you got to get those pre-med classes in or whatever (laughs) it might be. But you can do so much with any major that you choose. Um, You learn a ton of life skills in there. And so, you know, take the classes that you're interested in. 
um, or that you think you might be interested in, take a variety of them and, and really like choose what um, is just engaging for you. And then on top of that, um, I think I would just repeat the sort of like, it's never too early to start sort of exploring and doing outreach to people in different roles. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, just, you know, pick five totally random jobs and, and find those people on LinkedIn and reach out to them. And sometimes they'll respond and sometimes they won't. But hey, mm-hmm. the worst thing they can do is say, no, I, I don't want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you can just learn so much that way, kind of hearing about other people's experiences. I really wish that I had done more of that when I was an undergrad because I, I didn't do much at all until, you know, it was in my career and trying to make my first career pivot out of higher education and into something else. And at that mm-hmm. point it was super, super valuable for me. So it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 30 years old trying to figure out <laughs> what you want to do next. Um, and then I guess the final thing I would say is very rarely do people's career paths go in one straight line or even one bumpy line it's more like a ton of (laughs) twists and turns and backing up reversing curly cues like it's it's okay to not know what you want to do after graduation or not for me not knowing what I want to do five years from now is is totally fine um Mm -hmm. and we'll all find our way one way or another so just hang in there (laughs) good advice yeah I like it um okay well Thank you so much, Annie, for being on the podcast today, and I appreciate you taking the time. Of course. It was fun chatting with you. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and take care. 